I'm Mike Malvestro, and you're listening to the Vegas Bright Podcast, episode 37. The Vegas Bright Podcast from VegasBright.com. So podcast, it's a Vegas podcast. And welcome to the Vegas Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Movestro, and it's great to be here for episode 37 of the Vegas Bright Podcast. I hope you are doing well. I am doing well. I thank you for asking. I have a beverage with me tonight. The beverage, of course, is uh, Captain and Diet, introduced to me by Scott Robin of the Vital Vegas Podcast and the Vital Vegas Blog. Uh, before this, I wasn't much of a cocktail drinker, actually. I uh, he, he introduced this to me uh, some time ago, and uh, I was just a beer drinker. I always just drank beer and never really did cocktails, and then he introduced me to this, and I'm like, oh, it's good stuff. And when I find something I like, I stick to it, and I just I like the way it is. So you can hear some, some ice in there. Uh, feel free to give me a one-star rating for that. I'm going to sip this now. Tasty and delicious. I just went, ah, feel free to give me a one-star rating for that, too. And what can I tell you about today's episode? We're going to be doing the things that we normally do on episodes when we don't have trip reports and we don't have uh, interviews. Uh, We're going to be doing some Vegas news. We're going to be talking about the articles we put out this week on VegasBright.com. And we're going to be doing Vegas Gone By, the Hacienda. And uh, it's going to be hosted by Vinny Badalamente and a special guest. Um, we would like to call him Long Island Larry. Uh, the reason why there is a special guest involved is uh, Vinny is uh, he's facing some uh, some some things came up from his past. Uh, uh, some racketeering things here and there. It's it's just a thing. I mean, nothing will probably happen. But you know, just to be safe, I want to make sure we get somebody else in here to do. Vegas gone by, and so we're we're gonna we're gonna we paired them off. Um, that was interesting. I was uh, there in the studios. It happened, and it was uh, mildly uncomfortable. But uh, hopefully, you guys will enjoy it. Uh, so lots of stuff going on in Las Vegas, and EDC is happening right now. That the Electric Daisy Carnival, big, huge EDM thing happening out there. Lots of pretty lights. Uh, many, many colors, uh, lots of loud music, uh, and it looks beautiful. You know, I, I love the bright lights and the colors. It looks beautiful. Uh, I don't know if I would actually go there. I might be the guy who's like, can you turn the music down a little? Uh, you know, I don't think my ears could be, I think my eyes would be good for it. I'm not sure about the ears, but it, it looks spectacular from the pictures that I've seen. Uh, so I keep saying maybe one year I'm going to go, but I'm, I'm absolutely not ever, ever going to go. That's just that's just not going to happen. So before I start the show, I just want to give a special, special shout out to my guest on the podcast last week. Christina Raising Las Vegas was in a very serious accident. Uh, there was a collision on a highway. There was a 
drunk driver driving the wrong way on the highway and was going straight for Christina, both of them traveling at highway speeds. Uh, Christina did a little swerve to avoid it and just missed a direct head-on collision. They did clip each other. Uh, Christina is recovering and very, very grateful for that. That was so close and so scary. So I'm glad that she's on the road to recovery and we wish her the best of luck and a very, very healthy and a speedy recovery because you know she's got to get into that marathon coming up. So she's eager to start training. Bless her for that. And But I just hope that the recovery goes well. That's a, it's a very scary ordeal. So, uh, you know, thoughts, prayers, positive vibes, positive EV to, to Christina at Raising Las Vegas on Twitter and just uh, just so much positivity going her way and I hope everything goes well. So that's basically all I got for the intro and uh, yeah, when we come back we'll be doing a bit of Vegas around the web so keep it tuned, streamed or playing right here. VegasBrights.com All your Vegasy things, no resort fees. The Vegas Bright Podcast is available on Vegas Radio Network, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course, on VegasBright.com. And yes, we are available on all those places. So if you have iHeartRadio or you listen to Access Vegas Radio or Vegas Access, Vegas Access Radio, whatever, I, uh, I don't know, whatever it says. Go, feel free to check us out. Of course, you can pick up this episode on VegasBright.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, all of those places. If you would like to support the show, feel free to head over to iTunes and give us a good rating. Um, they're nice to get sometimes. So by all means, check it out. If you like what we're doing here with our with our trip reports, if with our Vegas Gone By segments and things of that nature, by all means, go ahead and, and give us uh, give us some positivity. We'd much, much appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. We don't have a store or anything like that right now. Something is in the works uh, with affiliates, and there's going to be a deals page on Vegas Bright soon where you can get some discounts when you're planning your Vegas trip uh, and things of that nature. So that'll that'll be fun. But uh, as far as right now, we don't have anything like that happening. My babbling, I was kind of, kind of just, uh, just waiting for that music to finish playing. To be honest with you, that's, that's what was going on. Uh, so, what's on the schedule? Oh, I see. I still have a ways to go. All right. Okay. Yeah, the new setup is kind of confusing. I got to get used to what the colors mean and what the lights mean. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on. So, uh, uh, I, 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 when, in, when in doubt, I, I guess the, uh, the actual thing to say is, um, we'll be back after this. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. We'll be back after this. 
LasVegasBright.com. We're not only a podcast. We cover news about shows, hotels, restaurants, and gambling. We also feature the Vegasy buzz around town like new construction, renovations, and future openings, as well as reviews of places to eat, experiences, hotel stays, and new things to do. And occasionally, we offer a sneak peek behind construction walls to see how a new place is coming along. VegasBright.com. And remember last week when I was talking about uh, 360 Vegas Vacation 4 and the episode before that, I did a whole trip report on that. There's going to be another one, 360 Vegas Vacation 5. It's going to be happening during Labor Day weekend in September. So if you're interested in joining us, head on over to 360VegasPodcast.com. There is a little uh, subheading there that says 360 Vegas Vacation and click on that. And see all the details, all the things that are planned. Uh, I actually got to let them know I'm coming. I don't. I don't think they know yet. I got. I got to. I should book the flights and things like that first. That's that's probably what I should do. Yeah, I should probably do that. Okay. Well, you guys don't care about that because basically you want to hear the news. So let's get to the news. From the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Bellagio Conservatory debuts an Italian-inspired summer garden display. The summer display by designer Ed Libby and the Bellagio horticultural team brings the island of Capri to the Las Vegas Strip, featuring a rugged landscape with multicolored villas above cove-studded coastline, 16-foot stone archways, multi-tiered fountains, and a 20-foot lemon tree. The gardens will be on display now through September 9th, and this is the first time that they're doing this at the Bellagio. Uh, It's a brand new theme. Uh, It runs through September 9th. 360 Vegas Vacation 5 happens before September 9th, so I am all about going there and checking it out, and I can't wait for that. You know why? Because I'm a tourist, not a Vegas expert. From the Las Vegas Review-Journal, the operators of P.T.'s Pub's tavern chain popular in southern Nevada is acquiring the company that owns four casinos, including the Stratosphere in Las Vegas for $850 million. The cash and stock deal with American Casino and Entertainment Properties also includes two Arizona Charlie's properties in Las Vegas and the Aquarius in Laughlin. Also from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, the downtown demolition for the future 18 Fremont Street, this is formerly the Las Vegas Club, so it's sort of a placeholder name for now, and historical sign preservation is getting into full swing with the removal of Vegas Vicky. Vicky will be refurbished back to her original glory and will have a new home downtown or in the new resort that will take the place of the Las Vegas Club. The process of removing the neon sidekick of Vegas Vic and the 24 big letters that spell out Las Vegas Club on signs from the Venerable Casino has started a seven-month demolition that will create a one-block cavity in downtown Las Vegas by the end of the year that will become the home of a new resort. And they're also going to have a slot tournament. I believe this is going to be at I believe this is like either a Golden Gate slot tournament or a slot tournament at the D. I don't have, I don't recall the exact details. And they will be you will be playing a slot tournament if you choose to do this. And you might be able to win some of those letters. So you might want to check that out. Personally, I would like the V and the B uh, for Vegas Bright. I would love to have it sitting behind me here in my office studio. I'm not sure how big those letters are. I'm not sure if they can fit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm renting. I don't think I can actually make any modifications to the room. So 
Well, I'll figure something out. Uh, maybe my backyard or something. Why not? Yeah, that might work. Hmm. Okay. From the Las Vegas Sun, Hooters Casino Pool is now ready and summer camp is in session. The revamp is a key component of Hooters' $20 million property-wide renovation, which also included refashioned rooms and suites, a redesigned casino floor, and expanded sportsbook and fresh dining and retail spots. The porch in backyard, is what they call it, pool opens to the public daily at 10 a.m. From Eater Vegas, come June 30th, Las Vegas will be home to the first robot bar. Tipsy Robot plans to open at the Miracle Mile Shops, bringing galactic ambassadors who will create custom cocktails previously found on Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas cruise liner. So for you cruise fans, if you've been on the Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas cruise liner, you'll be able to order the same drinks. Two robots man the bar, each with the ca- uh, the, capa- the capability, the capability, the capability, ha, <laughs> ah, typo. Two robots, it's it's live, folks. Uh, sorry, just, just having a little fun here, folks. Two robots man the bar, each with the capability to pour 120 drinks per hour at its bionic bar. Each beverage takes 70 and 90 seconds to create. The other side of the bar features human bartenders for less motorized interactions. From Vital Vegas, Click Hospitality and Red Rock Resort Station Casinos is rumored to be parting ways. This means a rebrand of several Red Rock and Green Valley Ranch restaurants soon. Vital Vegas says if the rumors are true, Hearthstone Kitchen and Cellar, Salute Trattoria Italiana, and Libra Mexican Cantina will soon be out at Red Rock Resort at Green Valley, at Green Valley Ranch, Botiglia, and Baracha Mexican Cantina will be getting a swan song as well. Mark Meltzer of Edge Vegas has an article on Covers.com on how to maximize your comps at the casino and why keeping your slot club 80s heat up is a good thing. Here's a couple of quotes from that. Your ADT, average daily theoretical win-loss or spend, plays a major role in the rewards you receive. If you spend an average of $1,000 per day, you might not want to use your Players Club card when you dump $20 into a slot machine on the way out of the casino in the morning. And I think he means out of the casino in the morning when you're leaving. On a three-day weekend trip, that could turn a $1,000 average from one night into a $673 average for the weekend. That's a hefty difference. You probably don't want to use your card for a few points and reduce your ADT and thus reduce offers from the casino. And that's it for the news. I gotta work on that timing. You can see these and other stories in our article, Shit You May Have Missed When Vegas Vicky Left Downtown. And when we come back, it's the Vegas Brights Week in Review featuring the stories we brought you from June 11th to June 15th, 2017. We'll be back after this. VegasBright.com, the Vegas website where the parking is free. I like these little interstitials. They give me time to pay, to puff on my vapor, not to vape on my buffer, to 
puff on my vapor and sip of the beverage. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for the Vegas Bright Week in Review, the portion of our show where we look at the stories we brought you last week on VegasBright.com. The week started Sunday with the Vegas Bright Podcast, episode 36, where I interviewed Vegas marathon runner Raising Las Vegas about healthy eats downtown and on the Strip. Michael James went off Strip, way off Strip, to, oh boy, I can't pronounce this sober, Carnitas y Tortas Ahogadas Guadalajara Restaurant. <laughs> Here is a quote on that. Ever since, oh, <clears throat> quote, Ever since I found write-ups and photos of Carnitas y Tortas Ahogadas Guadalajara, I had my eye on the eponymous sandwich, which was served on a durable roll that was made in-house. It was served with pickled red onions as a garnish and a bowl of onion cilantro, and lime on the side. Aaron, that's his son, also had the sandwich, while my wife, who was not fluent in Spanish menus, pointed at the tacos, one each of carne asada, el pastor, and berilla. I know what berilla is, and I was debated not to let my wife know that it was what it was, but it was the first day of seven days together, so with discretion being the better part of valor, I explained that it was a stewed goat. Uncharacteristically, she was okay with that and didn't change her order. Aaron raved about the torta. My lovely wife Melissa said she was amazed by how juicy the barilla it was and that it tasted very similar to roasted beef. The meals were all served a la carte, so we ordered a bowl of rice and a bowl of beans on the side, which we all shared. End quote. So that sounds like a good place for some Mexican food. Might try to, might have to try that out. Not that I'm a foodie or anything. Blonde Forever discusses her love of colorful bright lights and how it's one of the attractions that brings her to Las Vegas. Here's a quote from that. <clears throat> quote. I have also come to realize that my obsession with colored lights and glitter has a lot to do with my love of Las Vegas. The first time I visited in 1991, I was amazed. There are colored lights up year-round here. There is glitter everywhere, and no one takes it down when Christmas is over. What kind of miraculous place is this? I am one of the many who is saddened every time an old sign comes down. While the LED screens are eye-catching, almost to the point of being blinding at times, they have nothing to do with the beauty of the older signage. I certainly appreciate the Neon Museum's efforts to preserve those signs, but there is something lacking when you see them on the ground in a lot instead of high atop a casino in all their glory. One of the many reasons I spend most of my time downtown now is to enjoy the remaining signs while I can. The day is coming when everything will be renovated, and the old Vegas glitter will be regulated to our memories. What a sad day that will be. Las Vegas junkie tries the impossible burger slice. Oh, wait. End quote. Las Vegas junkie tries the impossible burger sliders at Andrea's. Here's a quote from that. Quote. I'll spare you with the boring details of a full-on meal review. Of everything else we ordered and skip straight to the good stuff. The Impossible Burger Sliders. We decided that only one of us should order the Impossible Burger in slider form and the other one of us get something completely different just in case we could not stomach the taste of the burgers. Man, were we wrong. 
We concluded that we could have easily polished off two plates of Impossible Burger sliders and been completely satisfied. Made from natural ingredients like wheat, potatoes, water, heme, and soy. Heme? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. Uh, I'm not. Uh, yeah, okay. Let me just get on. And soy, the burger looks, cooks, bleeds, and best of all, tastes just like lean ground beef. The patties arrived on a long, hot griddle that helped keep the remaining patties warm as we stuffed our face. The sliders consist of frisee, kimchi, cucumber, and come with two sauces, a kalbi glaze and gochujang aglio. I can't pronounce it. In my opinion, the Impossible Burger is the closest thing available to an authentic beef patty, and the flavor, taste, and texture will not leave carnivores disappointed. End quote. And the reason why he left it off that way is that the Impossible Burger has absolutely no meat in it whatsoever. It's, it's an Impossible Burger. It can't be a burger. It's got no meat. That's the name. But apparently, he feels it tastes just as good. And some feel it's, it's not quite good as a beef burger, but almost as good as a beef burger. And, but nonetheless, it's getting good reviews everywhere, so... If you are not a meat eater, you should check it out. And if you are a meat eater and want to try something a little different, check it out. That's what Vegas Bright is about, sharing experiences. Uh, let's see, moving on. I wrote the article, Vegas History, Riviera's Monaco Tower Implosion, June 14th, 2016. It was uh, the one-year anniversary of the implosion of the Monaco Tower of Riviera. Here is a quote from that. A year ago today, the Monaco Tower of the Riviera Hotel and Casino came down in a spectacular cloud of dust, preceded by a firework display. The Monaco Tower was the youngest of the Riv's tall towers and was completed in 1987. Now, the land that once held the Riviera is a huge parking lot, courtesy of the LVCVA. They tout it as outdoor exhibition space, but it's a parking lot. A fucking parking lot. The Riviera opened its doors in 1955, closing in 2015 in their 60th year of liquidation, oh, in their 60th year for liquidation after filing for bankruptcy in 2010. End quote. Dawell shares his local casino, Niagara Casino, and compares it to the casinos of Las Vegas. Here's a quote from that. Actually, here's a few quotes from that. Quote. Then, of course... We have the main event, the highlight of every night, the casinos. Falls View Casino is definitely the strip casino of Niagara Falls. It's big, colorful, and radiates fun, with an attached hotel as well as several different stores and food options, including over 10 restaurants and two different buffets. It's truly a resort without the resort fees. Here you can find all the newest slot machines and latest in gambling technology, although I'm still waiting for them to add a skill-based game to their roster. Casino Niagara is my go-to casino. It's more of the Fremont-style casino. Older, less crowded, and it has tables that I can actually afford to sit at. On the first floor, there's a sports betting area, and I first stop for a Major League Baseball casino odds bet, which I lost. Thanks, Tigers. This floor also has some older slot machines and a small bar lounge area. The floor also used to have a poker room, but they have since moved it upstairs with the other table games. The former poker room currently sits empty. 
This would be the perfect spot for a Sigma Derby. Hint, hint, casino management. I mean, end the quote there. End quote. Well, well, there's only two of those that exist in the world right now. One is at MGM. They moved it out of level up. Now it's somewhere else in MGM. And the other one's at the D. So, uh, good luck with that, buddy. But there's only two of them left in the world. They would have to take one out of the MGM or the D. So, uh, hey, but wait a second. Actually, I just remember there's that new one coming out. Right? Yeah, there was an article. Uh, it was sort of mentioned a bit in an article on Vital Vegas, I think. It's uh, a company that's working on a Sigma Derby. So, you know what? Never mind. It might actually happen for you guys up there. So, I take the last 30 seconds back. Never mind. It could happen. It could happen. Back to DeWell's article. Quote, with basically nothing left to see here, I mosey on up to the second floor of fun. This is where the magic happens. The newer slot machines are located here along with the essential table games. I quickly glance around to see if anything catches my eye and decide to saddle up to a Buffalo Gold slot machine. You know, for research purposes. I threw a crisp $10 bill into that slot and started pushing buttons. Lo and behold, after only five plays... I hit 47 bucks. My research had paid off. Time to cash out of this machine and wander around to see what's new. Turns out, nothing. Everything is comfortably familiar. Apparently, this place has a Yuck Yucks comedy club. I have yet to actually find it, though. Every time I come here, I totally forget to track it down. This time is no different. I didn't actually take any pictures inside the gaming area, so I have to paint a verbal picture for you. Imagine binions with higher ceilings, no cigarette smoke, and state-of-the-art washrooms. Washrooms? Oh, he's Canadian. With a successful gambling day at Casino Niagara under my belt, I decide to leave and see what trouble I can get into. I step out of Casino Niagara and walk through a nice little park. Then I see it. My next stop, just to the left of the knock-off stratosphere, the faint neon glow of the sign that only reads... Casino. End quote. So, we had an author for a day challenge, which I mentioned previously in this podcast, My Local Casino, and Dawell sent his in. But he also alerted me to the fact that uh, when he sent it in, it bounced back. The email address that was created for these things apparently wasn't receiving emails. And I had to have a chit-chat with my hosting company, and they fixed the issue. So if you sent one in, if you sent in a Author for a Day My Local Casino article, uh, please resend it to content at vegasbright.com. That's content at vegasbright.com. Be sure to include pictures. Uh, that helps a lot. Uh, the new deadline for that is July 3rd, 2017. So feel free to participate. Write up an article about your local casino and share it with us at Vegas Bright. We'll be happy to post it and definitely give you credit for it as well. And that's it for the Vegas Bright Weekly Review. You could find links to these stories in our article Shit you may have missed when Vegas Vicky left town. That's the same article with our Vegas Around the Web stuff for last week. When we come back, Vinny Badalamente and newcomer Long Island Larry brings us Vegas Gone By, 
where we will explore a Las Vegas hotel, casino, place, or show that once was. This week, Vinny and Larry focuses on the Hacienda Hotel and Casino. We'll be back as soon as I figure out which button to press. <laughs> oh, this is it. Of course it is. We'll be back after this. The Vegas Bright Podcast. From VegasBright.com. So podcast, it's a Vegas podcast. Oh, Howard, here's a flashy instant bargain, a trip to Las Vegas. We'll fly you and a friend from Los Angeles to Las Vegas for a week stay at the Hacienda Resort Hotel in Las Vegas, featuring luxurious accommodations, superb food, innocent swimming, plus a fun-filled evening at Minsky Review, furnished by Hacienda Resort Hotel and Casino. And it's normally priced at $1,156 for today on sale of the century, just for only $6. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to Vegas Gone By, here on the Vegas Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Extra Sausage Battle And I'm Long Island Larry. I'll be taking over when Vinny is incarcerated. Hey, they got nothing on me. I don't even know why Michael wants you here, but I digress. Let's get on with it. Okay. The Hacienda Resort. No, no, I stop. The Hacienda Resort and Casino was a hotel and casino on the Las Vegas Strip in Paradise, Nevada, that operated from 1956 to 1996. It was one of a chain of four Hacienda properties with the other three being located in Fresno, Bakersfield, and Indio, California. Each hacienda featured a distinctive horse and rider sign. The Las Vegas sign is now prominently displayed at the Neon Museum. Located by itself on the far south end of the Las Vegas Strip, it was the first resort opened by tourists driving from California. Since it was so far from the other resorts at the time, many people who stayed at the hacienda would not go elsewhere. The hacienda was also located close to McCarran International Airport, and at one point, they had their own airline, Hacienda Airlines, to fly in gamblers from all over America. The Hacienda was known for their inexpensive, all-inclusive junkets, marketed to American Midwestern retirees. It was called the Hacienda because it had a little neon horsey as its logo. No, that isn't why. Don't, don't ad-lib, you're just going to make an ass out of yourself. It all began when work on the Lady Luck Hotel had begun by 1953. Before construction reached the halfway mark, the project's financing fell apart, and management was denied a gaming license by state regulators. By the mid-1950s, Warren Doc Bailey, a former travel writer and one-time farmer from Wisconsin, owned a small but profitable chain of motels under the name Hacienda in California. Bailey used a model unusual for the cut-rate motel room business, providing his patrons, mostly traveling motorists, with things like room service and bellhops. During the resort building boom in Las Vegas, Bailey decided to try a similar approach on the strip this time adding a casino to the mix. So, Warren Doc Bailey, a travel columnist and owner of the Hacienda Motel in Fresno, stepped in to take over the Lady Luck, agreeing to lease the property for $55,000 per month for 15 years. He changed the name from Lady Luck to Hacienda, but unlike flashy strip casino competitors like the Flamingo and Riviera Hotels, but unlike the flashy strip casino competitors like the Flamingo and Riviera Hotels, Bailey did not design the Hacienda to cater to high-rolling gamblers expecting top-name and expensive live entertainment. His guest rooms, casino games, restaurants, and other attractions would be directed towards economy-minded travelers and those who brought their children along. The Hacienda opened on October 17, 1956 at a cost of $6 million, with 266 rooms and the largest swimming pool on the Strip. 
Bailey formed Hacienda Airlines in 1957, offering packages that included transportation from Los Angeles to the Hacienda, as well as a room and some casino chips. The airline included DC-3s, DC-4s, and Lockheed Constellations numbering as many as 30 aircraft. The Hacienda showroom and restaurants were modest by strip standards. Bailey would install swimming pools and landscaping in between the front casino building and the low-rise rear wings, rear wings, housing guest rooms. To keep the children occupied while their parents gambled, Bailey added kid-friendly activities such as miniature golf and a mini racetrack for go-karts. Bailey developed a unique and ultimately successful marketing campaign to propel visitors to the Hacienda. He placed billboards in the cities of Victorville and Barstow, California, popular resting stops along the Los Angeles Highway, the main route used by Southern Californians to Las Vegas. The boards advertised what Bailey dubbed the Hacienda Holiday, with for $16 customers received a room at the Las Vegas Hotel, complimentary food, a bottle of cheap California sparkling wine, and $10 worth of casino credit. After Bailey's death in 1965, his widow, Judith Bailey, took over management. After her death, the property was sold in 1972 for $5 million to a group led by Alan R. Glick, who was later revealed as a frontman for organized crime interests. In 1977, Paul Loden, the Hacienda's entertainment director and owner of a 15% stake, bought out Glick and the other owners for $21 million. The Gaming Control Board voted to deny Loden a license due to his association with Glick, but was overruled by the Gaming Commission. Magician Herbert L. Becker produced, directed, and wrote his own show at the Hacienda beginning in 1977. The show ran for two years on a staggered schedule before Becker went into retirement. Paul Loden, a one-time strip casino band leader who had earlier purchased a 15% share in the Hacienda, assembled enough funds to acquire the Hacienda from Argent in 1979, while also buying the Saharicus Hotel and Casino at the Strip's northern end. Magician Lance Burton also produced, directed, and wrote his own show at the Hacienda beginning in 1991. The show ran for five years before Burton moved to the Monte Carlo Resort and Casino. In 1995, the Hacienda was purchased by Circus Circus Enterprises from Loden's Archon Corporation. By this time, it was dwarfed by the many new mega-resorts that were being built, in particular, the Luxor, which had just been recently completed. Why do you talk like that? Why do you talk like that? There's nothing wrong with how I talk. Well, I beg to differ. Okay, okay, guys, look, there's nothing wrong with how either of you talk. Let's just keep this moving. On December 10th, 1996, the Hacienda was closed to the public after 40 years, and imploded later that month. This implosion was broadcast on the Fox network as part of their New Year's Eve 1996 telecast. Here's some friggin' audio. Despite the implosion, parts of the old resort still stood, due to the building not falling into its footprint, but toppling onto its parking lot. The next day, a wrecking crew was brought in to bring down the remaining parts. In March 1999, it was replaced by the Mandalay Bay. The Hacienda name was licensed to the Hacienda Hotel and Casino in Boulder City. And that's Vegas gone by the Hacienda. Michael Mo- No, no, that's, that's my part. Michael Movestro will be back in a bit. Vegas Bright Podcast from VegasBright.com. So podcast, it's a Vegas podcast.
And welcome back to the Vegas Bright Podcast. So, hope you enjoyed Vegas history, taking a look at the Hacienda. Yeah, a 40-year-old hotel casino that went up 40 years later, came down. Fun fact, the Riviera outlasted the Hacienda by 20 years. Pretty neat. 20 years. 60 years old the Riviera was. That's pretty impressive to me. I'm, I'm impressed by that anyways. So, that's it for Vegas history. And what I'm going to do right now, since EDC is happening, I'm going to check in uh, via their live stream to see what's happening there. Maybe I can give you guys some sort of a play-by-play on it or something uh, I don't know. It's happening now. It's in Las Vegas and kind of want to check it out. All right, so I'm looking at the live stream here. It is colorful. It is pretty. There's colored water fountains happening. I'm not sure who is DJing at the moment. It looks amazing. Visually, it just really looks fucking awesome. I would go, but I need earplugs. When's that beat gonna drop? Is that beat about to drop? It's so interesting to watch the DJs there because they just grab their little knobs and turn them down and up to create an effect. Drop that beat, mofo. And people in the crowd are getting down and, oh, making out, apparently. Good on them. Good on them, youngsters. So that's, uh, that's what's happening at EDC right now. It just, visually, it just looks amazing. It just, wow. Kind of wish I was there a little bit. Just just for the lights. Just for the lights and the colors and the sound. He's got a freaking, what looks like the Bellagio fountains on stage. How the fuck do they do that? I find that interesting. So anyway, that's what's happening over there right now. Peeking in live at a EDC over there in Las Vegas. I believe it's day two right now. And uh, that's pretty awesome. So that being said, I think that's going to... We're going to call it an episode here on the Vegas Bright podcast. Um, yeah. I said, um, and I'm not going to edit it because why... So, shout outs, shout outs, shout outs to Scott from Vital Vegas. You can check him out at vitalvegas.com. That's his blog. You can also check out his podcast. It's like a hundred times better than mine. So check it out. Uh, Mark Meltzer from edgevegas.com. Of course, he is a guy, a fellow New Yorker who uh, writes in uh, 85 fucking different sites or something. He's listening to this right now. Used to be 2x speed, but... He's got new technology where he can listen to everything at like 3 to 4x and maybe even 5x speed. He's not even hearing this right now. He thinks he is, but he's not at all. He's not He's not taking in. Your brain can only process so much shit at a certain speed. And But hey, if he could do it, if he can process everything he's hearing at 5x, more power to him. That's that's a freaking powerful brain right there. That's all I can say. That's, that's awesome. That's some awesome shit. So 
kudos to him. But check out edgevegas.com. Anytime he writes to those other sites, he puts a link to it at edgevegas.com. And uh, you'll probably find something like every day because he, he writes so many damn articles. You just check him out on Twitter as well. Um, and he's big on Snapchat and and snapping stories or whatever that means. I, I don't do Snapchat, so I, I don't know what that that the lingo is. I don't know. I don't know. Adam from the Vegas Fanboy Podcast. Check him out at VegasFanboy.com. Uh, as I've been saying, he's only around for another couple of months. July, August, two more months. Well, June 18th. His last episode is, I believe, August 3rd or 4th. Uh... Or the 11th? I, I don't know. I'm missing. I'm mixing up the numbers now. But yeah, he's only around for a limited time. So if you haven't checked him out and you're a low roller, you should check him out. Uh, he's uh, go go through his backlog of of, of episodes. Uh, he's got great cabana deals. He's got especially summer summertime in Vegas. And if you're a cabana kind of guy, you should check him out. He's got great cabana deals. Uh, he has articles about that where to get the best cabanas at a low price, and he's got uh, happy hours. He's got a freaking list of happy hours that'll knock your socks off. You should check that out as well. Uh, so check it out at VegasFanboy.com. Uh, to Chris at Faces and Aces LV Podcast, Chris Brudamon. Uh, yeah, it was great hanging out with him at 360 Vegas Vacation 4. He teaches a wonderful class on blackjack. He'll let you play with his money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he, he let me play with his money, but he was telling me what to do. So he was playing through me, to be fair. But it was a fun experience. Uh, and I think, I think I might you know, look into it a bit more. I remember the rules, but I'm going to do more research. And I think maybe, maybe next time I'm in Vegas, I'm going to sit down at a blackjack table. I'm going to buy in for a hundred bucks and see how long it goes. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. Uh, if I'm surrounded by people I know, uh, people I don't know, you know, someone's going to have an attitude because I'm playing basic strategy and I'm going to have to get loud and Italian with them and it might not be pretty. So I'd rather be surrounded by friends. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's that. But just a shout out to Chris. You check out his podcast. He's got a very interesting podcast. It's unlike any of the other Vegas podcasts. He, he doesn't do a news roundup or anything like that. But he does these interviews. He has stories, and he pairs them with interviews in Las Vegas, and it's really good stuff. Yeah, you should totally check him out. Uh, to Mark, Karen, and Tony, the 360 Vegas Podcast. Check them out at 360VegasPodcast.com. Uh, they are the hosts of the 360 Vegas Podcast, obviously, but also the hosts of Vegas Vacation. During the Vegas History segment, I was able to partake in my beverage, and I partook a, a lot of it actually as i'm looking at it now i still have some left i should probably take a sip and if i do i'm gonna get a one-star review so go ahead ah tasty i did a very good mix by the way i think i got the mix down for captain and diet although for my bottle i should probably get the one of those little things on top with a little tube so i can time the pour better but uh i did about i did it uh what, what did i do I'm stumbling over my words. And I got to measure the ounces next time, but it tastes right. Uh, and the ice I'm using, I used purified water because Arizona water sucks. Uh, so you don't want to use that for anything. It's bad enough you have to fucking shower with it. But it's like the most polluted fucking tap water in the on the face of the earth. Well, maybe not on the face of the earth. 
but on the face of the United States, it's like just the most disgusting fucking water ever. The the places out here that make good pizza use purified water. So yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, but anyway, so the ice cubes I used actually are pure is purified spring water. Didn't use tap at all. Got that nice clear ice cubes uh, from that, and uh, it's serving its purpose well and keeping my beverage nice and nice and cool and crisp. So that makes me happy. I just went off on a tangent, didn't I? It's okay. Just go ahead and give me a one-star review on iTunes. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Tony from the 360 Vegas podcast, a shout-out to him and Jason at the Vice Lounge Online podcast. Their podcast is about uh, cigars and bourbon or scotch or gin or whatever. So if you're into cigars, you should check them out, or bourbons or scotch or whatever drinks you would have with a cigar. Check them out because they are, I would like to say that they are the connoisseurs of these type of things. Uh, and I listen. I, I don't smoke cigars. I don't drink bourbon or scotch or gin. But one day I might. And I'm going to have so much knowledge because I listen to their podcast. And it's good stuff to listen to. And they give reviews on things. And it's, it's, it's good information. Uh, I do think that if I am going to smoke a cigar... In Las Vegas, which I, I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. But if I if I try to, if I want to impress Tony, I might get the the Vegas special cigar from that place that didn't let me take pictures over there by the fashion show mall. And I forget what the name of the place is right now. I should put that in my notes, and I didn't do it. And that's that's just how it is. But if you know cigars, you know the place. It's in the fashion show mall. It's got this place that wraps around a column. Uh, I forget the name of the place. But that's fine, because they were kind of rude to me. So, fuck them. They don't get a mention. But you might want to go get one of their cigars. Uh, to Mark Duvall and Dr. Mike, that you can bet on that gambling podcast. Great guys to hang with. Had a lot of fun meeting them. And you should check them out if you're into gambling. Hey, check them out. Crap stories, blackjack, whatever the case might be. Go check it out. You might find that what you're looking for is a gambling expert if you are you know, listening to someone for who's played blackjack. You might want a gambling expert, not so much a Vegas expert. And you should check them out uh, because they gamble and they know their shit. Uh, like, for real? They know their shit. So you should check them out. I've, I've learned a lot of cool things about craps from them. I've learned some cool things about blackjack from them. Video poker. Like, yeah, so, and they also have a, a session where you can call in and ask questions. It's really great. So if you're a gambler and you want to, you know, uh, learn a thing or two, or maybe you're just beginning and, 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 and want to improve your skill, you should check them out. This is the longest promos I've done for podcasts and websites ever, ever. I am so talkative. Special thanks to the captain. Uh, but yeah, check them out. They're, they're good people, and, and they will... They will do you right. Not sexually. Didn't mean it like that. <laughs> to Mitch and Dr. Kev at Tipping the Odds Las Vegas. is tippingtheoddslasvegas.com. They have a podcast. They cover Vegas. And they also mix in politics in there. So if you like Vegas and politics, you should check them out. 
Uh, if you're not much of a politics fan, you're probably going to be hitting that advanced 15 second button because, well, that's, that's what I do. I'm not a politics fan. I, nah, you know, eh. politics are everywhere. I just don't like it in my Vegas podcast. So when they start getting, you know, Trumpy or whatever the case is, I just advanced 15, advanced 15. Are they done yet? Advanced 15. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Look, you know, politics ain't for everybody. Everybody wants to hear it in a podcast or, well, I mean, if they do, they listen to political podcasts, right? And if you want to listen to a political podcast, it's one called, it's one called, can he do that? And it, it, it seems to question everything that Trump does. So I think it's called, can he do that? And it's a, yeah, I think they're going to continue doing that even for the next few presidents. And so any time something, something controversial comes up in the news that, that the president did, they ask, can he do that? And they look at, and they talk to senators and political guests. So if you're into that, check out that podcast. Um, yeah, I'm not really into it, but I know about that podcast because eh, for a while I was asking, can he do that? Uh, <laughs> that's how I found that podcast. All righty. Oh boy, I'm gonna have another sip of this. I want this. I want the whole beverage thing to be done by the time I am done with this show. That's that's pretty much where I'm going with this. Is uh, that's what I would like to do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on sipping my beverage. And if you don't like the sound of sipping, um, that's okay because it is not a song. It is not a song by Simon and Garfunkel. The sound of simping would probably have gotten not good reviews i think if it was called the sound of sipping the sound of silence is a good one i'm checking back in at edc there's a lot of blue lighting going on wow i'm not in control of this podcast right now you got some girls dancing around with lit up angel wings djs spinning in the booth They got that professional voiceover belt in. EDC 2017. It's good stuff. There's a live chat on YouTube, by the way, and it is going nuts. I can't keep up with it. I'm too old. I'm just going to keep this going. How's that? I'm going to keep this going while I do the rest of my shoutouts. Uh, to Cousin Vito at Cousin Vito's Casino Podcast. That's CousinVitosCasino.com. Had a great time meeting him. Uh, and he talks about uh, gambling. Atlantic City. He's been doing a bit of Vegas lately because he recently went to Las Vegas. And he had a great time, except for going home. 16 hours at McCarran is, is, uh, is not fun. All those slot machines will get boring after a while. Uh, but yeah, it's a really great podcast. You check him out. He's a fellow Paisan. Uh, and uh, he does good stuff. Uh, so that's CousinVitosCasino.com, him and his cousin Mikey, uh, and uh, it's good stuff. You know, keeps you interested in what he's talking about. Uh, oftentimes he has interviews. He has an interview with Derek Stevens coming up, actually. So you should check that out uh, whenever that happens. I think it might possibly almost be his next episode, but... I'm not sure, because if he has an issue with his suit coming out of the dry cleaner, you know, he might have to delay that and put up something else. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? 
but you should check them out. It's Cousin Vito at Cousin Vito's Casino Podcast. Uh, and the website for that is Cousin Vito's Casino.com. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, I would be remiss if I didn't mention all of our truly epic and spectacular people at VegasBright.com. I am going to make a note to myself to listen to this podcast tomorrow and see how off the sober end I am. And if this makes you feel uncomfortable, please leave me a one-star review on iTunes. That's okay. Um, That's fine. All right. I think this is where I start playing the theme music. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and apologize to everybody listening. How's that? (laughs) Okay. Uh, To to Greg C. Yes. To Greg C. Blonde Forever. Great people there. I tell you, from the beginning, great people. Big AZ Marty, wonderful with a shape may have missed. Paper Poster, our tipster, Michael James, author. Kelly Lamrock, author. Genadius, contributing author. Las Vegas, junkie author. Fisherman, contributing author. Matty Ice is getting married. Sailor, dude. Michelle De Palma and George Adams. I'm Michael Investro, reminding you to stay Vegas and stay bright. Breaking news. It may have been a heavy pour, now that I think about it. Thanks for playing.